The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, welcome to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. Uh, today, I'll be hosting the podcast on Twitter. I go by uh, at Dimar underscore. I'm joined by my other co-host, Joe Farrow. Um, can you just say you're out again, Joe? I kind of forget your uh, at all fans. It's at the Joe Farrow. So, yes, this week we're not joined by Cody. He's not going to be uh, with us this week. A little busy. It's the off season. We all take some turns, take it off here and there. So, we're just going to go dive into the rumors. Like it, like every week, really not a lot going on besides rumors going back and forth between the Nets camp, Katie's camp, the Nets camp, Kyrie's camp. So like kind of like the same kind of stuff, wishy-washy, still at a stalemate. It's been 48 days since Kevin Durant, 49 days actually, since Kevin Durant requested a trade for the Brooklyn Nets. And there's been little to no traction that we know of. So yeah, we're just going to keep diving into those rumors, keeping you what's going on. Hopefully we get through this together and we'll hopefully get a good resolution where Something happens eventually, but we're still at an impasse. So I guess we'll start off. We'll talk about the latest KD drama. It was reported by Mark Stein um, like two days ago, actually no, yesterday, that Kevin Durant was would contemplate retirement if the Brooklyn Nets didn't honor his trade request. So, Joe, after like seeing that report, obviously Kevin Durant, the only thing he refuted was that he would actually retire from the game of basketball and nothing else up to this point. So, like, what do you think about that? Like, what's your take on that, that, whole, that whole part of the Kevin Durant saga? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Everybody would have known that he wasn't going to retire <laughs> because that was just, like, an insane report. Um, everything else, him not denying it, it's kind of just, like, at this point, it just feels like it's business as usual. Um, a lot of accusations have been thrown towards Nets players way this offseason, specifically Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And I mean, half of them haven't been refuted, half of them have, but it seems like they're only addressing like the more ridiculous claims. But, you know, you really can't do much about it. I mean, there's not really much to think at this point. It's like, we know he wants out. He reiterated it last week. Uh, I mean, that's basically it. Like, you really can't do anything about it. It's just, like, there's really nothing to take away from it. Yeah, I think last week when we recorded, it was, like, last Monday, I believe. Um, we, like, did the whole pod after um, Durant, Katie uh, requested that Nash and Marks be fired. And I think literally, like, 40 minutes after the pod, literally, as, as soon as I got the pod posted, the came and Joe Desai tweeted that, like, he had the full support of Steve Nash and Joe Desai. So, like, obviously, he wasn't going to adhere to Kevin Durant's demands, nor really he should. Unless it was just like a Nash thing, so I think cleaning house would have been a bad look. But like you said, like there was, it's just a part of the saga that he's doing everything he can to get out. Like it's quite obvious. 
like like we said also, like there's no way a man is leaving four years $194 million on the table playing like at a high level as he was last year. Like if he was healthy, probably been a top three, if not the MVP of the league. So like there's no way he was actually going to retire. I think it's just like the, the main thing to take away is that like he's willing, I think, to take this into camp and be ugly and hold out until he gets the deal done. Where it's really before that, we were like on the fence if Katie was that kind of guy. And I think this kind of shows that Katie's going to go every step possible to make this as ugly as possible for the Nets. I think that's kind of a fair thing to say, won't you say? No, yeah, I'm completely on the same page as you. It definitely seems like he just doesn't care about his reputation on the way out, especially like just he wants to get out. He And I don't even know. He said what? He wants Philly or Boston at this point. So it's like he wants to get out in any way, shape, or form. So it's like he doesn't care about it being ugly. He saw he literally saw that James Harden, just as an example, he made it very ugly on his way out of Houston. And he made it very ugly on his way out of Brooklyn. And Houston fans still don't have any beef with Harden. And Harden is now partying with Kevin Durant in the offseason less than a year. Well, less than what? Six months after his trade request from to get away from Kevin Durant. Like, so it's like, yeah. I don't think Katie really sees it as a negative at this point. I think he just wants to get out and he wants to do what's best for him. But in reality, a lot of, a lot of people are saying what's best for Kevin Durant is to stay in Brooklyn, but that's neither here nor there. He wants out. That's basically the end of the story. And I mean, the Nets are, the Nets are standing firm and like, they're not going to just dump him off for significantly less value. They want to get everything that he is worth and more. Yeah, like what I'm really screaming to me is that there's no way Kevin Durant is a Brooklyn Net by the first game of next season. And if he somehow miraculously is, I think it's going to be ugly like we've never seen before. We saw Harden play like that first month in Houston, like you said. He looked like a disinterested player. And, you know, a disinterested guy, it is very hard to win no matter how good the guy is. Like he's just going to make it hell for the Nets. And I just don't see like how this ends up like resulting and them running it back with at least Katie and Kyrie, or at the minimum, just Kate, the Katie coming back. Uh, it, it's just gotten to that point. And we've seen like reports too, like Nets are holding strong, that like they're in no rush to make a bad deal, like you said. And I really do think that is the case here because you really can't fumble a trade like this because it could really take your franchise back half a decade to a decade or even more. So you really do need to get the right deal. What screams to me is that I, I really do think the Boston deal is going to happen. I do. Like too. one way or another. Like, it's, like, it's all leverage at this point. I think Jalen Brown is, like, the easy piece that, like, is the common denominator here. Whereas if, like, the other pieces that are be a part of this trade are, like, what's up for interpretation, where the Nets are asking for Marcus Smart and or Rob Williams, where this like be like hit Derek White, maybe they meet in the middle somewhere with um, picks to make up the difference or Peyton Pritchard or something else. Well, I know salary-wise, they can be a little more than Baylor. The one issue with that deal is that Boston only has one tradable first round pick. Yeah. That's, I think, what's really holding the thing back. So it would be like a three team kind of scenario, I, I would think. And it brings us right back to where it was making it complicated with, like, say, a Kyrie Irving when he, we were in discussions with getting rid of him and, like, we would need a third team to facilitate it. It just wouldn't, it just wasn't going through. So, like, three team trades are, always make everything more difficult. I don't think teams want to help the Nets offload Katie or help another team get Katie. Because if you add Katie to almost like any contender, it like elevates them from, let's say, like a, 
a Celtics were in the finals last year, but I would say on paper, they may not be like as good as like, let's say like the Warriors, the Fox, or even like maybe something say like the Clippers. Whereas yeah. if you get a KD that puts them into like that top status, like, is there a better duo in the league than Tatum and KD? And there's not, there probably isn't. You yeah. can argue Kawhi PG, you could argue whatever, but like, why would another team, unless it's like a bottom dweller, that's not going to contend for the next three years, really want to help. And what do those bottom dwellers have? You have bad picks, but what's in it for them? Like the Nets don't have picks to give them. The Nets don't have players they would want. Do the Celtics want to give rid of more guys? Thing. So that's where you like, said it gets complicated. Yeah, like would a team like the Pacers want to give up a pick towards the Nets to get Derek White? Like I don't think they would want to do that. A yeah, Derek, Derek, White, who makes, Derek White who's making like $13, $14 million in that realm and give up a first-round pick just to help another team get Kevin Durant? Like, I don't think any team would be interested in that. Yeah, and if you look at the betting odds, like a lot of these like like sports books, like KD to the Celtics is like at like minus odds. For those who don't gamble, that means like if you bet a hundred dollars, you would make less than your initial investment. Where like the rest of the teams have plus odds, where it's like less likely to happen, or you'd like make more your bet back plus more. So like it kind of shows that like like Vegas always knows like what's really going on, and it yeah. kind of seems like all signs are pointing towards it. And I think these teams are gonna like. If I had to put a timetable on it, I would say by like Labor Day weekend, we like I think it happens because I think that's like a, like two weeks before training camp. I think teams want to have like their roster kind of set because both teams have to make ulterior moves afterwards, like round out their roster because the Nets still need a center depending on what they get from Boston. The Celtics probably get up depth, so they'd probably need to sign a few guys. So like teams wouldn't want those two weeks at least to bring a guy to camp, get him in shape and whatnot. So I really do think. By the next two pods, I'd say we have an answer. But I've said that probably for a while now. So maybe I'm wrong. So. Yeah, yeah <laughs> We're all on the same page. Yeah, I, I think there's a, like there's an easy ground here where teams can meet in the middle, but we'll see what happens. It'd be much easier if like, a team like New Orleans facilitated this trade, considering they have a lot of picks to work with. A lot of the young guys that, like, the Nets can take under and, like, an easy swap for, like, B.I. would be, like, interesting. But I think that's a good segue to, like, the report that the Pelicans that you said that were not interested in attaching uh, Brandon Ingram. Did you want to get a little more into that? Yeah. So NBA central had tweeted earlier today. um, The Pelicans are unwilling to include Brandon Ingram in a trade for Kevin Durant per NOLA.com, which I, which I mean, I didn't necessarily read the article, but um, that's basically just like a website for all of new Orleans news. And like, I don't know where the information is necessarily coming from, if it's like a beat writer for the Pelicans or something like that, but it doesn't seem likely right now that the Pelicans would be heavily involved in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, but also stuff like that comes out to try to drive down the value of a guy like Kevin Durant. So if the Nets continue to hold firm and one team really decides like, yes, we need Kevin Durant on our team and we need to throw everything at the wall, it's going to happen. Like, to get Kevin Durant, you have to pay the price, and eventually that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you could pass on getting a player that good, no matter how old, how old he is, his injury history of late, no matter what, like that puts you in alpha status. For yeah. like the Celtics, I think they were like, I think in any other year, like the Celtics Warriors matchup is probably not a finals matchup, but even though the rest of the league was, a lot of guys were injured, some teams just didn't click. That happened to be it. And I think if the Celtics run it back, they show the same team, they may not even get out of the second round. So if you get Kevin Durant, that puts you in that status. If you're like New Orleans, like I don't think you're going to win a title with Ingram as your two, no matter how you know promising he is. So it makes all the world, sense in the world to do that to match up with Zion's like young prime. But we'll see. I think 
I've never seen a stalemate like this, honestly, before with a trade in any sport. Does anything remind you? Does it remind you of anything or no? I mean, the only thing that would kind of come close to it is probably the James Harden thing. Yeah, yeah. like that's the only thing that I would think comes close to it. And like, even that was different though, because like James Harden initially said, like, yeah, in that offseason, initially said, yes, I want to stay. And then they traded Russell Westbrook. And then Harden was like, all right, well, like now, like there's nothing for me here. Like I want to leave. That's yeah, basically so. what it turned into. And it was like, it was like a personnel decision led, led James Harden to want out of Houston. And now it's like KD has never necessarily came out. And like, we never really have gotten like a firm, like reason why he wants out. It's just, I guess he just doesn't want to play under Steve Nash and doesn't trust Sean Marks, something of that nature. But I guess it's a combination of the way the truth coaches, like his boy Adam Harrington, the Kyrie saga with like maybe he doesn't trust Kyrie himself or doesn't trust the Nets, but they offered him some max. They thought it was thought right that was bad. Like you said, personnel decisions from Marks, coaching decisions from Nash. Apparently it was rumored that he wanted Ty Lue, and people we all thought it was Katie that wanted Nash. Maybe it was Marks. It could be a lot of things. Um, it didn't seem like it was like going this way, like two or three months ago. Like like during like that like Harden draw, it seemed like the KD was like team like let's prove this guy wrong. Like that Kate that Brooklyn Philly match was electric. Like, I don't know, maybe he's using Philly as leverage because I think it's pretty obvious that there's enough to facilitate a trade, even if like they're willing to include Maxi, which they weren't for Harden, but I assume they wouldn't for KD. Like, I don't think Maxi and Harris make it like a deal get done. Plus, we own Philly's pick next year. Why would we want to help them get their pick better? I just yeah. don't think there's a world where Philly gets them. It doesn't make sense for either. Well, it makes sense for the Sixers, but it doesn't make any sense for the Nets. That's what, that's why it, it really, like, when you really look at all the teams that could be in play for Kevin Durant, it really, like, it comes down to if the Raptors are just, like, a 1,000% unwilling to include Scotty Barnes, then it's the Pelicans and the Celtics. That's it. Yeah. And the Pelicans, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to give up Brandon Ingram for Kevin Durant. I mean, I understand that, like, you like your young core or whatever, but, like, they're making, like, the same money. And, like, Kevin Durant, no doubt, improves your odds to win a championship over Brandon Ingram. And that being said, Brandon Ingram is also awesome. And I think every net fan would be happy with Brandon Ingram as a return. But I, I don't know. It's It's definitely one of the weirder situations that we've ever been in, in, like, as NBA fans. Yeah, it, it just sucks that we kind of like have been talking about the same things for so long. It's like how much more can we talk about it? Yeah, like, yeah, like this rumor comes out here and there, but like at a certain point, it's just like we're regurgitating the same information. Yeah, it's like you know, just, just like do the deal or decide to stay. Like fucking hurry it up. <laughs> I know. Like, I want to move on. Like at this point, like yeah, I was devastating request of the trade, but like it's been so long, I've kind of like accepted it and like ready to just move yeah. on from it. It's already like out of sight, out of mind. I think the majority of Nets fans are in the same boat. Like, yes, we would love to watch Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons play a full season together, God willing. But, like, at this point, it's like, okay, either decide you're staying or Sean Marks, hurry the hell up and do the trade. Like, get a team to give up everything. Like, like I don't understand what the point of dragging it on so long is for. Like, I'm sure all sides want a resolution to this as soon as possible. I'm sure it's a matter of teams are not willing to meet that price. And because, like, the circumstances now, the Nets don't have great leverage because it's clear he wants out. It's not like you're just being like, hey, are you interested in KD? Like, it's like this guy doesn't want to play here. And they know teams aren't meeting it. So it's kind of like you don't want to, like, show your hands. The Nets' hand is completely shown, and it's like they're bare naked right now. So it's like 
what can you do? And if it wasn't as good as KD was, they'd probably be even worse returns. So like honestly, like like it's like like it's better than what it could be. So like you just gotta do what you can. Get Jalen Brown and get Brandon Ingram, get someone, try to get some picks and like try to make it as even as possible, but you're not winning a straight and you're not winning in a landslide. I think that's kind of what Nets fans have to come yeah. to terms with because we're not gonna get a King's ransom that we thought we may get, like when they first made the request because teams are not willing to do it. And it's just you, but hope you get a young guy. Hope you get some picks that pan out. And hopefully like him with a pair of Ben Simmons and some of these guys in this roster, we can retool and kind of like make the best of a shitty situation. Cause like, if you look at everything long-term, it does suck. Like, yeah, three top 15 players. It's not going to be like, Oh, I feel great about myself now, but it's also doesn't have to be like, we just got robbed, you know, we yeah, somewhere in the middle. Because, yeah, like, and we wouldn't be getting robbed, especially if we get a guy like Brandon Ingram or Jalen Brown. Because when you look at it, like, okay, say Kyrie Irving does, we don't trade Kyrie Irving after we trade Kevin Durant and we let Kyrie play out this year, kind of like his prove it year kind of thing. You have Kyrie Irving and a healthy Ben Simmons, a motivated Kyrie Irving who wants to get his five, who wants to get his five year fully guaranteed max by playing out this year. If you have those two combined with a Brandon Ingram or a Jalen Brown with the rest of his roster that we built, that's still like at minimum an Eastern Conference finals contender. Like you're that's a team that could easily be one of the top four teams remaining in the NBA in the postseason. Like, I think you're fighting in that four to five range of the East, but like it wouldn't based on matchup, like you're knocked out yeah, the team. That's like, what I'm saying. Like I think like, that's, easily, that's easily a team that could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and you never know you can return. It'd be so funny, honestly, though, if somehow this ends up being like Kyrie stays long term and like he's the only one that does and ends up working out. Like that'd be like such a weird way to get to where we are. I'm not saying there's even a chance that happens because like there's a good chance they ship out Kyrie to LA as soon as Katie gets moved out. Yeah. Like who knows? Like really, we just got to see what happens. And right now, like expect unexpected, I think is like the easy thing to say here. You know? Yeah, no doubt. That kind of is a good segue, I guess, to like uh, the Kyrie rumored contract. You wanted to uh, we could jump into it. Did you did you see that the Kyrie rumored contract they was uh, offered apparently when they were in negotiations in like late June? It was like a tiered contract in terms of games, right? With guaranteed money. Yeah, so it was like it was a max offer on paper, but it was kind of like a fake one because you yeah. only could get that. You played like seventy-two games a year, and they, they said like even if like Giannis had that contract, you wouldn't have met the requirements to get that fully max. So it was like kind of impossible to get unless you literally played like almost every game. I think you only used Optimus 10, which was like kind of ridiculous. Like I, I, net, I get to know what the Nets were doing in that sense where like hold him accountable. I would have put like an injury clause where like if he's actually injured, it doesn't I believe count that's towards it. Like, I would... Yeah, because I think Cody had tweeted that actually saying like this has to be like in terms of like PTO games. Like this can't be including injury. <laughs> like he blew his knee. Like to be fair, he really hasn't been that injured on the Nets. That first year, I think they nursed him because like KD wasn't playing, and they kind of knew it was like a redshirt year almost. Yeah. And then the, the other year, he got in the playoffs. Like yeah, he got his knee stomped on, his ankle stomped on by Giannis, but he only missed like four or five games. Yeah, that run could went longer, but it's not like he like missed a lot of games in the season from pure injury, or he has in prior stops. So it's not like he's been this guy that's constantly been on the shelf with injuries. So like if they excluded the injuries and just made it like unexcused absences. And, like, the COVID thing is in the past now, I would hope, which I think it is. Like, if he's as long as you're not just taking more than 10 games off a year, I don't see why it's an issue. If the Nets offer that with the injuries involved, I would see why Kyrie would be insulted because it's, like, how can I control that? Because, like, one freak injury, like, I'm not getting that. Like, no. 
So that's how I see it. I don't know about you. No, I'm I'm completely on the same page. Like that that contract had to be like not including injury. Like that had to be unless like Sean Marks has just lost his damn mind, which I'm not ruling out. <laughs> like yeah, I would say fifty fifty. Honestly, I really do think it's fifty fifty because like when we heard so far, like. If that was, like, the case in the contract, I wouldn't see why, like, it's, like, KD was the reason why, like, he didn't like it. Like, I would say KD should be on board with that, too, if it was just, like, pure PTO thing. So, I would say, like, there's a good chance maybe the Nash, I mean, Marks did offer him that. So, who knows? This whole situation is just so freaking weird. It's, like, so, like, off the field. I feel like we just talk about stuff that's off the court rather than, like, on the court stuff, which would be much more fun. I would love to be dissecting the Brooklyn Nets roster right now talking about potential rotations, closing lineups. Should we play Ben Simmons in a closing five role? Should Ben Simmons and Claxton play in the court together? How is Joe Harris going to look after missing, like, majority of last season? Or how can what kind of backup center or starting center can we mesh with this roster? Like, actually talking about personnel for basketball, because that would be much more fun when you're a good team. But, like, it's been anything but that, which sucks. And it sucks for Nets fans, considering where we thought we were a couple of years ago, like, the post-clean sweep, like, just over three years ago to where we're ending up now it's just like it was a tease and it's almost like like would you rather have had all this go on or just never had the tease of it at all and honestly it's a good, good question it's like yeah it was fun to be relevant like on paper for so long but like the results we yielded like what did we really yield we won one playoff series yep. you know i was happy for the celtic series i was ecstatic i thought we all they were steamrolling a team. Like, I thought they were going to win the finals. I was like, those teams going to lose. They gave me vibes. They're going to lose, like, four to five games in the entire postseason. Yeah. Like, uh, that's how good they looked. And the whole basketball world throughout the first series was on the same page. Everybody, like, you remember the tweets that were coming out during that Celtics series? It's like, bro, who is actually going to stop the Nets? Because that was, like, the first time that, like, in reality that we saw the entire the whole big three together for like extended period of time for that whole Celtic series. And they were just dominant. And it took a one, it took a 50 point game from Tatum to even steal a game. So it was like everybody who was a basketball fan in general was just like, dude, like how, where is the answer for this? And it took, it was was injury, like two injuries. And then unlucky foot on the line. And then pandemic. Hey, what's Jalen Brown's shoe size? I don't even know. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have to make sure it's like at least like two sizes smaller than KD before we trade for him. Exactly. But yeah, we all we all know what's happened as Nets fans. Like a, lot, a series of unfortunate events that got us to where we are now. And I think you've played this out a hundred thousand times. This is really the only scenario where it gets to this point. But that's what happens. And as Nets fans, I think we had a lot of pain in our lifetime from a lot of different things. But this one may hurt the most because I. Don't know. When we had that big three, like, I thought we had, like, a four- to five-year window. But I was telling people, like, realistically, we need to enjoy this time because I don't think the team can ever be better than this just from a standpoint of, like, when does the team get three top 15 players? But that was so short-lived. So, like, yeah, maybe like, that's, like, the best. And that's what will be. And that sucks. But hopefully one day they can win it all. I think right now I don't think any fan is going to next year expecting that, which really sucks considering where we were, like, just 12 months ago which is, like, such a blow. I think we're kind of just used to, but not, like, this kind of way. So I would say just weather the storm. And, like, I, if you're still here now, like, you're loyal. If you're not just a stand that's following, like, these players around, we appreciate you. And if you were a stand, you stopped along the way. We also appreciate it. But, like, we're still in for more drama. But, like, we're going to have to take it slowly with, like, how the rumors come out. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to be a quick resolution as we really know, you know.
Oh shit. How do we get it? Sucks. it I don't know, man. It's like the more we talk about it, the more it's just like, man, what a colossal failure. I had the Yankees distracting me for a while, but now they're kind of making me upset. So now it's like I was at the game last night. They suck so bad, Anthony. <laughs> I they know. Suck so bad. Dude, they've won like they're like eight and sixteen in their last like twenty four. It's bad. They've uh, lost, the Mets are good at least, but their last fourteen. Yeah, it's getting bad. They're lucky that Toronto's been really bad because they still have a ten and a half game lead in the division, but they could kiss home field against the Astros away. <sighs> Some bullshit, man. But yeah, I know not obviously Yankees fans, but we're, we're, fans, what? We're, like, we're like 26 days away from NFL football. We're almost there. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. Then hopefully we have a tree, maybe a tree by then. I say hopefully because at this point I just want to get it done with. I, I know it's eventually going to happen. Yeah. So rather just get it done with so I can just be depressed about it for like a little bit and get over it <laughs> and just try to make it never happen. <laughs> but yeah, um, is there anything else you want to add? I think we uh, kind of covered it all. It's, like, not a lot to cover. We're just, like you said, going over rumors, seeing what the latest is, and just taking it from there. All right. I don't think there's much else. Um, any Nets fan that hasn't seen it, go watch Stephen A. Smith's rant about the Nets situation from Monday. Uh, oh, yeah, Stephen A. came back from injury. <laughs> he came back from his, uh, he came back from his, like, little group, little, uh, like, what? what is he? He usually takes, like, a whole month off after, like, the NBA Finals end. Yeah, it's, it's like a dead part of the season where, like, a lot, not a lot of people, like, there's only baseball going on. So, like, for the casual fan, a lot of people don't really have a lot going on. So, like, he kind of uses that time to, like, get back. Like, cause, you know, I already watch baseball, so it's really like a dead time. So, it makes sense. And usually there's not stuff going on now, like this KD thing where, like, yeah, he would be able to talk about things. So, he probably was, like, like, he, sad, was like sitting, he was sitting and waiting to come back. And, like, he came in, he hopped on a boat that first take was on yesterday and just let it rip. Any Nets fan that hasn't seen that should go see that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. If you follow around that, Katie's Twitter, pretty entertaining, even though it's kind of Katie's tweets. Pissed me off now. It's whatever, you know. Yeah. That's, that's pretty it. much it. You all, we all set, Joe? I think we are. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. Joined by today, Anthony Dittmar and Joe Farrow. Cody took a bye week. We'll shit on him next week for it. But, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Any emergency pod, like, treat happens. Obviously, we'll be with you for an emergency pod. Say that every week. I haven't really had one of those. Um, so, if that does happen, we'll be there. If not, we'll be back next week. Maybe dissecting more rumors. Maybe we'll dissect something else. Who knows? But, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe, follow on Twitter, listen to us on iTunes, keep doing what you're doing, leave a good review, ask us questions, do it all. Thanks. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.